Hi everyone, Dr. Elizabeth Bonet here. Dr. Liz, welcome to the Hypnotize Me podcast. Before we jump in, please note that the podcast is not mental health treatment, nor should it replace mental health treatment. If you need psychotherapy or hypnotherapy, please seek treatment from a trained professional. I do hypnosis all over the world, so please feel free to contact me through my website, drlizhypnosis.com, D-R-L-I-Z-hypnosis.com. Hi everyone, Dr. Liz here. I hope that you're doing okay and that you are safe and healthy and your family and loved ones. This is airing in the middle of the pandemic still, July 2020, and I'm in Florida in the United States. In Florida is one of the states with one of the highest rates, but so far I'm healthy and safe. So are the kids, the husband, the ex-husband, the ex-husband's fiance, all of my loved ones so far are healthy and safe. So I'm grateful for that this week. The interview this week is about finding your purpose. It's with Ida Sivakami Hardy, and she is a certified hypnotist, a longtime yoga teacher, as well as a licensed pastoral medical counselor. So she has quite the experience in spiritual matters, and she comes at this from more of the yoga perspective during the interview. What Dharma means Dharma is your soul purpose. I hope you find it helpful. I talk a little bit about hypnosis near the end of it for finding your purpose, and I absolutely have done that work over the years and had an experience myself that was very profound under hypnosis in regards to my purpose. So there are all kinds of ways to come at this, and so we just talk about a couple of ways to help you find your purpose. I hope you enjoy it. Peace. Hi, Ida. Welcome to the Hypnotize Me podcast. Hi, Dr. Liz. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to jump in by asking you to share with the listeners some of your background and how you got into hypnosis. Uh, well, I am actually newly certified in hypnosis, um, but I came to hypnosis by way of trance studies. And I've been a yoga teacher since uh, 20 years. Um, about 1999 is when I started teaching. And so I was practicing for a long time before that. And for me, yoga isn't only limited to the physical practices, but it's the altered mental states and uh, states of awareness that we have throughout our lives. And so one day, <laughs> there's a funny story that led me to hypnosis, and I'd like to tell that. But one day I was teaching in a place in Maryland, and uh, at the end of class, I always do a yoga nidra, which is a, a kind of a meditation where you're sort of half asleep and half awake, and you go through uh, a progressive relaxation and bring your awareness to different parts of the body and different thoughts and things. And so at the end of it, people were leaving and saying goodbye, and a lady came up to me and said, did you hypnotize us at the end there? And I said, oh, oh, uh, no, absolutely not. And she said, um, well... I think you did. And I said, really, why? And she said, well, I'm, I'm a licensed hypnotherapist, I think she said, and you did hypnotize us and you did a really good job. 
Oh, awesome. <laughs> but you never know what to think of these things because I, I wasn't licensed. Yeah. And that state, I don't know if it's a, a required thing to be licensed and practicing without a license. Is that going to be a problem for me? So I just kind of felt like it would be better to deny it. So... <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah. Right. So it's funny. I taught yoga for almost 18 years Mm -hmm. myself. And so I think there, there is quite a bit of overlap there when you're doing Savasana, when you're doing the relaxation at the end, like if you're leading sort of some guided meditations, which I would commonly do. So absolutely. Sure. They're in Savasana, but then it, the yoga nidra specifically gets them down through the different koshas, right? If we can speak yoga yes. talk, mm-hmm. I don't know how it's how long it's yeah. been. You spoke the language, but um, so we take them down through the various uh, levels of awareness until they um, merge or at least are become aware of the bliss body, and it's mm-hmm. an altered state of being. And so there is there is some overlap, hypnosis and trance. Absolutely. Yes. So then when she said that, did you look into it after that? I looked into it, but just a little bit. And so it wasn't until years later, what year was that? That was before, it was sometime in the early 2000s, 2006, actually, I think it was. And so it wasn't until Mm -hmm. a year ago, April, that I went to it seriously to get certified in hypnosis to get a, a little deeper understanding and um, get the methods and to try out the different ways of getting people into or helping people into and out of their states of mind, right? Yeah, fantastic. So you do a process where you help people tune into their purpose. That's right. That's why I reached out to you for an interview. Mm-hmm. like I saw you post in the... Yeah. Women in hypnosis group that we both love. I love that group. I love to do this is to connect people to their purpose. And in yoga, the terminology we use is, is Dharma, right? We have Sankalpa and then we have the big letter. We're not going to go into all that Sanskrit, but we'll just call it Dharma. And so the Dharma is Mm -hmm. our purpose. And it's a soul purpose. It's like the reason we're on the planet, the reason we took a body that we came to earth and decided to live on this plane, this realm, in this realm of physical matter. <laughs> and so I don't know if this is too out there for your listeners or not. Yeah, no, this is great. It's fantastic. I think they'll really enjoy it. Okay, good. All right. Well, so then uh, if, should I just tell the story or um, do you want to the story. Absolutely. Process. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically the, the understanding and the, the deeper teaching of yoga is that the body is just this physical, it's a beautiful physical gift. And it's the way that we experience the world and our soul resides in the body and outside of the body. Um, but the body is ours to care for and inside the body or around it and a part of the body, under the body, in the body, is our soul. And the soul lives forever. The body dies, but the soul lives forever. And the soul is divided into two parts. And one part of that soul only wants God, longs for God, is only interested in God, God being um, the truth or the universal source or Jesus or Allah or whatever you name God to be, but just 
the oneness mm-hmm. of the universe. That's one part of your soul. And then your other part, the other part of your soul has distinct desires. And your desires are, are unique to you. And there's four desires, and um, they are health and wealth. And that's considered one desire. The amount of health and the amount of wealth you have are distinctly related. They're interrelated, and they cannot be pulled apart. And those can point you to your dharma too. So someone who has a great desire to be rich, you know, there are people who just, that's, they want to be rich and they want to be covered Mm -hmm. in gold and they want to only wear the most beautiful, the most um, expensive things. And sometimes Mm -hmm. people look at those people like, oh, they must be just so greedy and awful. Um, But if we encourage that, if that's what their desire is, then it will help them to go toward their dharma. And health goes right along Mm. with that because, you know, the health nuts, so to speak, the people that are very interested in being very physically healthy, physically fit, the ones who Mm. maybe yogis, we fast once a week um, and do other things to challenge, challenge ourselves to be as healthy as we can possibly be. But those things are to fulfill our dharma. So people need different kinds of health and different kinds of wealth in order to point them toward their dharma. So even if you don't know what your purpose is, if you kind of tune in and go, well, what makes me, uh, how much, what makes me happy? Uh, Wearing pretty clothes, um, having a fit and healthy body, um, having having a lot of wealth, does that make me happy or or not so much? Do, Do I care about it? And then you mm-hmm. can kind of go from there. So some people pick a career based on how much money they're going to make on it, right? And it's not a bad way to do it mm-hmm. if it's important to you. I love this frame, by the way, like because sometimes when you get into the, the yogi world mm-hmm. or the spiritual world, it's almost like, oh, you shouldn't really want money. You know, I think that's often a common theme in there. Like you should yes. want more enlightenment or spirituality or something like that. So I really love how you're saying this is part of some person's purpose and it's okay. It's okay to really want to feel beautiful and look beautiful and and do that. And it's leading you towards really understanding what makes you happy. What is your Dharma? What is your purpose here? That's such an important point. And I'm, I'm really glad that you got it because the converse is also true. If you're pushed into let's say accounting or accounting and finance. I remember when I was working on my undergraduate, I wasn't sure my degree, I wasn't sure what to major in. And I remember thinking, well, I'm going to, I want to be a writer. I want to do this. I want to do that. And so I majored in a lot of things, but then ended up going with business by the third year, you really have to declare. And so Mm -hmm. I ended up taking a lot of accounting and financing finance classes and thinking to myself, well, uh, or hearing over and over from my professors that if you can follow where the money goes and if you can help people understand money, then you'll always have money because your services will always Mm. be necessary. And so I thought, well, okay, I always want to have money so I can do the things I want to do. So I'll try this. And I started to major in that, but that was not my path. Um, mm-hmm. I have a bit of a visual processing. I, I hate to say that. I have a visual processing disorder. I'm dyslexic. I don't like to say those things. I, I see the world differently. Mm-hmm. And looking at a 
page mm-hmm. of piece of paper with or the computer screen with lots, lots and lots of numbers, um, I can never make this column add up the same way twice. And I did not love it and it didn't speak to me. Yeah. But I could tell you understandably. <laughs> Yeah. You either like it or you really don't. And I really didn't. Right. I could I could read the numbers. I could see what the numbers should be close to at the end, you know, the costs and the of, mm-hmm. of goods sold and all that stuff. But I knew it wasn't for me. But other people were really, really guided toward it. So if you're sort of mm-hmm. led to do something that you w- don't want to do and you don't listen to your heart, you could end up being very unhappy and very unhealthy for a long period of time in your life until you have some kind of a turnaround. But that's not to say that your employment is the same thing as your dharma, right? Sometimes we get that Mm -hmm. confused, but something about your employment might lead you to your dharma. You shouldn't hate it anyway. Okay, got (laughs) it. Well, I think a lot of people are stuck Mm -hmm. in jobs they don't like or jobs they hate or they don't understand why am I doing that. Sometimes there's a different level of awareness. Like I know I'm working this job just for money. Mm Versus, I know I love doing this. So right. when the two line up, it's fantastic, right? Like yeah. you love your job, right? And it provides you with a good living. Like it's fantastic, yeah. Right, exactly. So, so the next one is pleasure. So you've heard of Kama Sutra, right? So Kama mm-hmm. is also the goddess of pleasure, and or it's the god of pleasure, and Shiva Kami is as the feminine version of that. So pleasure isn't just the sexual pleasure, but it's all the senses that we experience the world with. So we have to have a body to live in the world and we take pleasure with our eyes. The things that we look at are beautiful. Mm -hmm. The things that we taste can be delicious and the things that we feel, all of the things that we experience in our bodies in our life is kama. So mm-hmm. we have different preferences. We put a different level of importance on that. Yoga tells us and Ayurveda tells us that we need to experience pleasure with our dharma. So some people take pleasure mm-hmm. in service toward others and in, mm-hmm. in great sacrifice, but others don't. So it's really important to note that because, especially for women, because we give and give and give. First, we give our bodies to our babies. You know, we carry our baby. Mm -hmm. And then even when the babies are outside the body, there's no boundary. The baby is still on your body. Baby's still with you all the time. (laughs) And then at some point, there Uh needs to be some kind of a boundary. This is me and this is you. And this is what I like. This is what you like. And it's okay that I like chocolate and you like vanilla. And that's another thing that we have to be careful of when we're bringing up children or when we're talking to other people is to not criticize people for what they like, what they don't like, because what you like really takes you toward your dharma, right? Um, If you Mm -hmm. you don't experience some pleasure and it's only pain and you don't like the pain, then you're not headed toward your dharma. Because some people do experience pain while they're doing their dharma, but they don't mind it because it's a 
sacrifice of service in some way. Okay. okay? And then moksha is uh, the freedom and the liberation of not being attached to the world and understanding that the world is impermanent and that no matter who criticizes us or what they say, as long as we're doing our dharma, as long as we're serving God, that we're going to be happy. And so I know that this doesn't appeal to everyone, like that word God is complicated to some people. And so depending Mm -hmm. on who I'm working with, I might change the language a bit. But it all comes back to joining the two parts of yourself because there's that one part of yourself, all that it wants is God Mm -hmm. and to know God. And then the other part of yourself wants to be in this world and knows that there's a purpose, there's a reason why. And so what, what is it? And so the first one I skipped is actually to know your dharma. But we come back to it. Mm. Some people are sort of born knowing their dharma, like I'm going to fly. I'm going to go to the moon, right? We hear these stories and we see these movies of people who are just born knowing that I'm going to land on the moon someday. Yes, I'm going to cure this disease. And, and they go for it and they mm-hmm. do that no matter what anybody else says. And they go through uh, that hero's journey where people reject them and tell them they're crazy or they're stupid and they yeah. could never accomplish that. But they just um, shut down that part of, them, of the outside world and they detach from uh, needing the approval of others mm-hmm. and they just go for it. So some people are born knowing their dharma, but most of us are not. We just have a sense of what we like and what we don't like. And if we start there and mm-hmm. begin to tune in through meditation and pranayama practices or um, the breathing exercises that we do in yoga, then a certain wisdom arises and a certain energy arises within us that propels us forward. And it takes us forward with such a force that whenever we think too hard that we need someone else's approval, um, that we almost will shut that will shut down that that person will somehow mm. move out of our lives because um, the force becomes so strong once you know without a doubt that this is what you're supposed to do so we all have um, second thoughts about the things that we're doing and why we're doing them and should I major in this or should I major mm-hmm. in that you know when we're young um, but most of my ladies I work mostly with women and they're mostly over mm-hmm. 50 and you would think that you would know your dharma by then, but their children have grown. They've spent their whole lives giving themselves to their children, their husbands, maybe the, even their husband's careers or their own careers. Most, I'm, I'm over 50, but actually most of my clients are over 60 and even some, several in their 70s and still mm-hmm. working in their dharma or um, wanting to do better at um, connecting with their dharma, their true higher yes, purpose. Yeah. Because we are here more than just to procreate, although that's an important thing. Right. Yeah. I think most people have a sense of wanting to know what their purpose is. Like you do have people where it's very clear, they know their purpose mm-hmm. and they rarely vary from it. Right. But sometimes there's a questioning that goes on later. But generally, it's like most people think, why are we here? Right? Like that's the simplest question. Why am I here? Mm -hmm. What is my purpose? And it often becomes a 
painful struggle for them if they don't know that. I know. So, <laughs> and the funny thing is that it's so, so simple. It's beautifully simple because all you have to do is get out a piece of paper, maybe some colored pencils and start, start drawing pictures and start dancing, start singing, start making things with your hands, go out in nature and find out what you like doing, what you enjoy doing, start playing. Um, we're very, we're very, very serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I think that's even hard sometimes. I mean, particularly for women where it's like, if their child's interests become theirs and they throw their whole life into that, it's like they can end up in the spot where they're like, I don't even know what I like. Mm-hmm. So it is a process to find that, to say, okay, try different things. Right. I was, um, with a friend, this is a couple of years ago, and he came by my house. He'd never been to my house before. And he was like, oh my God, you live right across from the park. Like, this is a huge park that I live across from. I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said, do they have a swing set there? And I said, yes, they do. He said, can we go swing? And I said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they didn't just have little bitty kid type swings, you know, they had for bigger kids. And so they fit adults. <laughs> so he was so pleased. He said, this has been on my list because I'm trying to tune into playing more. And this has been on my list. And I was like, that's it's fantastic. So I have a swing. I have a, one of those yoga swings and um, I just uh-huh. actually don't do yoga on it. Mostly I just swing on it and I do yoga separately from that. And it's fun. Uh-huh. It's just fun. Yes. So that would be something for someone to tune into like, okay, what do I love? Perhaps what I love and enjoy is part of my purpose here in life. Yes. A lot of times, depending on the person. So if a, if a person comes to me and they don't usually come to me and say, well, help me find my purpose, right? They usually come to me and say like, um, can you help me with my anxiety? Or I have mm-hmm. some autoimmune conditions because I have a background in herbalism and some other things that I help people with. And okay. Even though I'm talking to them about their um, feelings of anxiety or their symptoms with their immune problem, I'm also asking them, what do you dream about? What do you hope for? Mm -hmm. Do you dream Mm -hmm. in color? How do you play? How do you experience pleasure? And I'm not a sexual therapist of any kind, but I will ask about intimate relationships too, because that's a big part of awakening and experiencing pleasure in your body. And I might start them with massaging their feet at night with oils. And then Mm -hmm. while they're doing that to thank their body, thank you feet. I love you feet. Thank you for carrying Mm -hmm. me around. And nobody ever stands in front of the mirror and says, I love my thighs. These are the Mm -hmm. most gorgeous thighs ever. We don't do that. And so we need to do that. Finding the Mm -hmm. things that we believe about ourselves, that our bodies, that we can say that are positive. And then we can start sort of enjoying the body a little bit. The body starts to heal itself. We start to awaken the inner healer. And we start to remember our dreams from before, from about when we were nine years old. And we go, oh, yeah. I was going to be a journalist and I was going to travel the world and I was going to write about faraway places. And mm-hmm. they, start, they start to do that. And that's when 
sometimes before that, but that's when I can really take them in on a journey, on a meditative journey on what's next and how to awaken that part of their soul again so that they connect with more than just the rigid religious things that they do to connect with God. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm here in Texas and we've got a lot of, a lot of different churches and a lot of different opportunities to worship whoever you want to worship here. Um, And mostly it happens on Wednesday nights and Sunday. But in, mm-hmm. in yoga, we understand that we carry the divine with us all the time. Yeah, it's really interesting, I think, to describe it as a meditative process. I mean, sometimes people will come to me for hypnosis to discover their purpose. And it's a lovely way to do it. And I would say I, I was pretty clear of my purpose for many, many years. I taught prenatal yoga for 15 and felt like that was a clear purpose to help women have better births and to empower them in motherhood. And then I, I changed paths and went back to therapy. And, but it was really under hypnosis myself where I was like, oh, that is now extremely clear to be able to help people heal, right? The duality yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I, I really believe that we are all here as healers to heal ourselves, to help each other heal um, so that we can be the very best version of ourselves in the world. And when, when we're all doing that work, it all looks different, but we're all doing the same thing. We're awakening the divine within one another mm-hmm. and ourselves. Absolutely. Now you have a video series. Is it on YouTube that people can go and listen to, to be guided about finding their purpose or do they need to contact you directly? I do a chakra mentoring program that also addresses purpose and healing Mm -hmm. at every level, past, present, and future at, at every level of every chakra. And so it's that's a longer program and I have several programs and I'm in the process of updating my website. So I don't have a book to sell and I don't have any videos to send anybody to, but I do have some recordings that I give away for free that are meditations that can help people get in touch with a higher version of themselves and that help to awaken the fire a little bit within themselves. The meditations are some of them are short and some of them are long, but all of them are free. So if anyone Beautiful. wants to reach out, Facebook's a good way or my email's a good way too, and I can send a link. Okay. Can you let the listeners know what your website is and your Facebook page? So my website, it is Ida's Natural Health at uh, oh, that's my email. Ida's Natural Health at gmail.com. My website is Ida's Natural Health. Dot com and it's uh there's no apostrophe ida s natural health um, and my facebook page i'm mostly on my personal page and it's ida shivakami hardy and then i think i have um ida hardy ms uh pastoral medical counselor because oh, that's okay. I, oh i am licensed for in that <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> that's a medical counselor all right Mm-hmm. Wonderful. As a pastoral medical counsel, right? So it's it's a bit spiritual. Uh huh. Yes. 
Well, that sounds like a whole nother interview right there. But <laughs> let's, thank you so much for um, being here today and letting people know about different ways to tune into their dharma, their purpose. You are welcome. Thank you. I'm honored and thrilled to be here with you today. Thank you for asking me. truly enjoyed today's episode. Remember that you can get free hypnosis downloads over at my website, drlizhypnosis.com, D-R-L-I-Z hypnosis.com. I work all over the world doing hypnosis. So if you're interested in working with me, please schedule a free consultation over at my website and we'll see what your goals are and if I can be of service to you in helping you reach them. Finally, if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast or tell a friend. That way, more and more people learn about the power of hypnosis. All right, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Peace.